0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, NADS Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have
1: turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters,
0: and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers
1: on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people, too. And all people.
0: Morning, friendo. Hey, what's up? How's it going?
1: Shit's great. Shit's unbelievable. It's just it couldn't get any better, some would we have, say.
0: We have a special guest co star kind yeah, of. Yeah, fucking
1: baby. All right. That's what that's our special guest co star right now. I'm
0: holding a baby
1: in my arms.
0: <laughs> Kid's adorable though.
1: We're gonna start yeah, he's great. We're gonna start doing this on Thursdays. <laughs> Thursdays is gonna are gonna be the day moving forward soon uh, weekends if anybody in the listenership of the OG 40 however many that don't fucking donate enough to this show know if you've got a kid you know weekends are a nightmare because you don't you're not sleeping in anymore it's over so right. you just hear something you hear a glass shatter and you're like oh cool stone cold. Oh cold no yeah. something that you really like they've tipped over because there was something behind it they thought they saw that was just a shadow on the wall because they're all little idiots. And like then you cat, wake up. My
0: cat does that. Yeah,
1: but yeah, cats are worthwhile. And then you uh, you go upstairs <laughs> for whatever reason. Two of them are arguing, and then uh, mom, who woke up before you, is just uh, just baffled that you could have even slept five minutes longer than she did. Sure. And then uh, car won't start because uh, when she went to get groceries out of the back of it last night, she left the door open, which killed the light, which killed the battery. <clears throat> so you got to drive them to work. And then on the way back from work, you hear from the 16-year-old girl that we just hired to start babysitting. Uh-huh. Uh, she can't make it because of whatever v- vaginal discharge issue oh. she might be dealing with. So today, we are doing the Rough House podcast while I'm clutching a baby. <laughs> I am holding onto a child right now. Yeah. Off to the camera's left. No one can see it. No one can see this. I am. Uh, I am playing... A baby Einstein video silently. Oh, his
0: eyes are glued.
1: Right around the twenty-four minute mark, that video is gonna end, (laughs) and this crowd is gonna come Uh, unglued. Huge pop! Huge huge pop! pop, Huge pop! By that I mean screaming, touching shit, and all that. So yeah, we're gonna. uh, The weekends are just they're over. Uh, I've got two more upstairs right now. No one else is here, Uh and. it's just going to be uh it's going to be this. This is this is the new reality. This is everything.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: It's horrible. In a way I can't put into words and I don't want to hear about how fucking fulfilling it is or how much fun it is because I've had fun and this ain't that. Okay? <laughs> Any fucking loser that has ever told you how much fun having children are has never had fun or they are in absolute goddamn denial and have Stockholm Syndrome and have just fallen in love with their captors. Because I've had fun. I've taken mushrooms and crashed a jet ski before, all right? (laughs) I've drank freshly triple distilled vodka in the northern Lapland region's Of Finland while hanging out with a goddamn reindeer shaman And we smoked a peace pipe while staring at a purple and blue sunset I don't even know how that's possible That's fun You know what's not fun? The three shits that this thing's taken today Each with a different mystery consistency Is it going to be rock (laughs) hard with a hint of blood? Is it going to be smooth, creamy BP oil spill? Or will it be a weird, stringy, grayish angel hair pasta? Never know Tune in and find out Here on The Shit House What's going to come squirting out of my son
0: for slang
1: hey we have <laughs> 19 minutes left on this video okay. so i'm gonna i'm gonna try and i'm gonna rewind it uh, yeah. as it goes because i don't yeah. think he realizes that it's coming to an end yeah he's not nah, he
0: just have. holding off
1: this ticking time bomb right so where
0: do you wanna, where do you want to you begin
1: 2012
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about in your life or in the specific wrestling event
1: I mean, okay, we can do specific wrestling also if you want to.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, let's see. Uh, Speaking of babies, congratulations to the Hardys—they finally uh, had their second. Uh, You poor motherfuckers, Matt and Rebby. She pooped out another one. Poor, poor, poor people. Does does Jeff have children? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I feel like
1: he'd be a really sweet yet absentee father. Like, if he had children. Mentally or physically? (laughs) Uh, I think (laughs) mentally mentally and physically. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look up, does Jeff Hardy have children? I'm going to click on his personal life here. And does he? Uh, Yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Good on him. The couple's first child, the pair's second child, Nira Quinn Hardy. So you got Ruby Claire Hardy and Nira Quinn Hardy. Wait,
0: Ruby? so there's ruby and rebby
1: ruby rebby nira nero Maxwell and wolfgang you guys are a fucking hot topic come to store come to life
0: just (laughs) north carolina represent baby oh my god go
1: get more (laughs) black (laughs) light tiger posters and weird shit you found in the back of a spencer's that you think only you know
0: about Here's a question: Do you think the gear that Jeff is wearing is the same, or do you think he found new gear of that style in 2017?
1: Oh, I think he's sausaging himself into it. Yeah. I think he's finding. I think he found the old stuff, and has sausaged himself into the, uh, the the retro nostalgia now, most likely forever. Hardy Brothers. So I'm still
0: holding out to hope. Still holding on to hope.
1: You cling on to that. What's going to happen am. first? Omega shows up, or they become <laughs> broken? Because.
0: Don't count on either one of those fucking things happening this year. I'm, I'm counting on Broken before Omega, mostly because I need you to pay a months of my rent.
1: You're going to get that. Uh, that's that's going to happen <laughs> at this point because he's already been booked for shit after, after uh, SummerSlam. Summer yeah. But I'm just hoping that, that negotiations break down. He's like, fuck, sure. do something out. But yeah, you ain't going to see Broken shit this year. And yeah. you ain't going to see Omega nothing WWE this year. Hey, what are you watching there, Dum Dum? Look at that. There's a He's fucking He's smiling, puppet. though. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, there I go. don't know. It's not me doing it. Um, All right. Well,
0: let's dig into Extreme Rules because um, it was not. It was not overall a great show. Um, did you? Catch I liked a- more of
1: it. I, I watched it. I liked more of it than I didn't like it. I, uh, I gave the show a B minus, C okay. plus. I,
0: I enjoyed it more than most people who I was talking to online about it. Just mostly listeners. Yeah. Um, They didn't seem too keen. And I know... A lot of that stuff, especially with the gimmicky matches and all these matches, they should have been, this pay per view should have been called extremely specific rules, not extreme rules, because there wasn't a ton of extreme happening. Sure, you had a cage match and you had a uh, the uh, the fatal five way, which was um, very spot heavy. You had a kendo stick on a pole match, which we'll get to. Um, but aside from that, it was like really specific. Like Dean Ambrose, if he gets disqualified, he loses his title. And uh, a uh, 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 submission match where you can still apparently get disqualified in a cage match with unrule, um, unclear rules. It was all very, very hinky at times. An
1: extreme amount of rules. Yes. Not, there you go. Not extreme rules. Yeah. There, it was funny. I was actually listening to uh, Jr's podcast and he was sort of echoing that same sentiment that uh, in this PG era, you just can't have the annotation extreme anymore. Right. Much like uh, recently, I actually went back and watched it after I read some people, online discussing it there was a street fight on 205 live recently oh,
0: Tazawa and um uh Kendrick right yeah
1: what a what a milk toast pixar fucking street fight that that thing was <laughs> i mean you watch some of the old finley or hardcore holly era yeah. cactus jack era in the wwe street fights and a precedent was set what those old street fights? Now they're like hitting each other with cardboard boxes and yeah. hitting each other in the back with, with with plastic pipes and all. It's you can't do anything extreme anymore. This is the corner you painted yourself into. So so come up with another name for it. Come yeah, just up don't, with don't do extreme else. rules. Just yeah, don't call it, it a day. Don't don't have any more extreme rules because extreme rules annotates. Something other than what we saw, which was uh, like the the very first one. The Miz and Dean Ambrose at Extreme Rules. You kick the night off with a match that is drenched in rules.
0: Yeah. There's nothing extreme about it. It's
1: all rules. That's it. It's all rules 2017. So great balls of fire. There will be nothing but ice and cubes everywhere. That will be everything that you see. They won't see any fucking balls. You'll see no fire. It'll be cold well, shit in squares.
0: Unless you look at the poster for the for the pay-per-view with with the flaming dick and balls. Which,
1: did you see Sasha Banks responded to? Yeah, she's like, whoa. yeah, it does. Yeah, that kind of looks like <laughs> a dick and balls. uh that's, yeah, a, that's a,
0: probably not the wisest social media choice. But, hey, hey. We'll, we'll see what happens from that. Um, but the, going back to the IC title match, and, you know, stupid rules aside, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought, you know, uh, Miz looked great as always and, and brought some goodness out of Dean Ambrose, who was always kind of meh in my eyes. Um, of course, the rule was stupid and the him trying to, you know, the story you had to have Miz try to get Ambrose to disqualify himself because he wanted to win the title and the whole slap in the face thing and stuff like that. You know, it was booked pretty much the way I expected it to. I'm happy that The Miz is the Intercontinental Champion again because I feel like he'll do a little more with it than Dean Ambrose just kind of floating around being wacky cool dad with some stupid hair. But, you know, what would you think?
1: I thought it was very clever that I liked that. You you see a lot of these rules sometimes, like the first to escape the cage. Like, why right. isn't the minute the bell rings, you guys just haul ass away from each other and, and run to the back, and that's it. looking right. at you, cage match. So in this, like, if there's a disqualification... Why wouldn't you try and get disqualified? So yeah. I, I like that, uh, that the Miz being an intelligent, dastardly heel right. was like, all right, if I can have some sort of disqualification because of an outside influence, um, ah, Maurice, hit me. Hit yeah. me real quick. That, that, that is, it's, 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 it's dastardly logic. I liked it. Now, from what I understand, it was very difficult to grasp what was happening at the live event. Um, I yeah. said the Step Kid and the Misses because they do the things that I'd like to do. And I understood <laughs> that it was hard to tell what was happening if you didn't get to see a, a, announcers and, and see the direct camera feed. Yeah. So... Well, sometimes
0: Uh, I like that about the live events because you don't have to listen to Michael Cole and you kind of just experience it as it happens. Um, But, yeah, with with something – with all these specific rules, I'm sure the cage match, they were totally confused because those were the most confusing rules of them all. Confusing rules 2017. So, um, yeah, and I feel like this whole show as a whole – uh, which is very redundant, but I'll say it anyway. W- probably didn't translate w- as well live as it did on TV. Um, with 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 the gimmicks and the rules, and you know, just the underperforming kendo stick. Let's just jump right into that. Yeah, what let's the get hell to that. that.
1: That's um, you know, that, that's a weird, that's a weird something that um, it, it's interesting. Um, again, talking to some folks that were there, family included, which I just can't fucking believe. Yeah. Is that it was, it was weird. It was quiet and they gave. And it was they quick. really gave. It was quick and they gave no real time to uh, Bliss and <coughs> Bailey to, to wrestle. And they gave Bailey no time to mount any sort of what appeared to be an, an able offense that, that right. Alexa Bliss was ever in any kind of danger. Uh, you may you, it just it's a further deconstruction misuse of Bailey outside of an Apollo cruise landing with a bit of a thud when he first shows up or the Ascension having their legs completely out cut out from under them during that big Legends debacle yeah. with Road Dog and and the others back in the day. Um, I, I'm trying to think of someone else that's come up other than a Bailey that has been so absolutely misused. Almost from the jump, from even even when she wins titles, she's not winning them in a great big grandiose. Right. My God, she finally <clears throat> did it WrestleMania stage. Yeah. She's winning them nights before, and then here with Alexa Bliss. Who, if you know anything about either one of them, uh, Bailey should be able to wrestle circles around. Yeah. Uh, no, no one. I mean, Bliss, one of the best performers in the WWE on the mic, in the ring during yeah. interview segments. No one's looking for that Alexa Bliss classic. Uh
0: right.
1: that hasn't happened yet. Bailey, we've seen that. Yeah. And you 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 you, you undercut Bailey's ability to wrestle with this match. You undercut ba- uh, Bliss's ability to deliver a, a good promo and scathing mic work with that shit. This is your life segment. I have heard Paul Heyman say in interviews in the past that he likes to focus on the wrestler's strength and hide the weaknesses. Yeah. And it's like they're doing the opposite of that. Yeah. They're they're they're, they're they're undercutting each one of their strengths and showing their weaknesses and it's just it it, it, no one came out of this thing looking good
0: no and you know bliss bliss retained the title the whole story leading up to this was ken bailey embrace the dark side and and get violent and use the kendo stick and, and she had the chance and why Why wouldn't you pay it off? Even if she didn't... You could still book it that she doesn't win the match, but at least give her some fangs, give her some bite, give her something. Because she got the kendo stick and was, oh, okay, I'm, I'm the little derpy kid, and I guess I'll do it. But then she, she waited too long, and then Bliss attacked her, and, and, and she didn't get to use it. It was just stupid, because we've even seen, you know... And this is another thing we compare it to her run at NXT where, you know, she kept getting beaten down, beaten down. So she had to kind of get a little more aggressive and and do things, you know, you know, pull herself up by her by her bootstraps and just get it done. Uh, and they just failed to do that this time. And the, the match was quick. It was very underwhelming. And man, I, I didn't know if Bayley could get any lower. But this is the lowest I think we've ever seen her.
1: Yeah, this is the lowest that I've seen. And what I was kind of hoping as I watched it. And I did stay up for a little bit to watch it live. Was that I was really hoping that you'd get a a Bailey moment, where the question was can Bailey go to the dark side? And I thought Bailey doesn't need to here. Bailey is to me the better wrestler. It's been shown in NXT. It's been shown, you know, brief flashes right. on the main roster. She gets that kendo stick. You got Alexa Bliss in front of her. She's cowardly. No, no, no. Please don't. Please don't. And Bailey snaps the kendo stick over her knee as if okay. to say she doesn't need it. She's yeah. going to beat you and wrestle you and win and maintain her ability to look like uh, the, the, the brave hero, the kind yet competitive force that she should be, yeah. and go and then start to take bliss to the woodshed, a couple of Bailey to bellies here and there, you know, throw around the ring a little bit and just get the one, two, three. But instead, you, you got what we did was just Bailey. How do you have someone that has an Iron Woman match with Sasha Banks not in the too distant rearview mirror? No, it wasn't that long ago. And not that long ago, I mean, we're I'm like fucking emotional at the end of it, and, and the crowd is chanting, and people are thinking, like, God, this is next Cena. And you bring her up, and you annihilate her, and you break yeah. her down, and you make her look just so weak and ineffectual. And it's sad to say, but it, it's, it's giving me slight shades of recent Dean Ambrose and recent uh, pr- uh, prior to his WWE title run, Bray Wyatt, where I'm starting, I'm starting to care a little bit less. I'm right. starting to yeah. not really care what, what Bailey's doing. Right. My kid is reaching for the microphone <laughs> knob, knob right now. I wish he was <laughs> reaching for the babysitter that's not here, who I hope is experiencing extreme vaginal discomfort. So you Extreme. could have named the
0: pay-per-view that "vaginal discomfort." Extreme vaginal discomfort.
1: Extreme vaginal discomfort. I would I have loved I that.
0: that. So, where do you go with Bailey from here? I mean, she's just been beaten down to the ground. I can't imagine that the, the, the fee with Bliss continues at this point. Um, does does she, would a would a would a stint back in NXT to find herself uh, benefit her and NXT? Yeah, they'll never send
1: her back. That's that's what's wonderful thinking. I'd love for that to be the case. Uh, now let's do a quick breakdown. Who is on the women's Raw roster? You not have, many people. You have uh, Nia Banks. Jacks, Banks. Yep. Uh, uh, uh,
0: Alicia Fox.
1: Alicia Fox. You Bailey, have Bliss. Bailey Bliss. Bliss. Uh, Emma James. when
0: she comes. Yep. Mickey James and Emma when she comes back from injury and Dana Brooke. That is a not strong roster.
1: And you lost badly during the duration of the feud to literally the smallest member of that women's division. Five
0: feet of fury.
1: You think you're going to go from getting your ass kicked by Bliss to going in there in a program with Nia Jax? She had a great
0: program with an NXT. Yeah. Which is all the more reason none of this makes sense.
1: No, she was able to take that monster down, but you just had... You know, little Miss Bliss, tiny bit of nothing with the kendo stick, yeah. all kinds of fury verbally, but not that much physically. And she took you to the fucking woodshed. I yeah. don't know. There's Repeatedly. nowhere there's nowhere I I want or need her to go. And and this is the worst outcome you could have had because I don't care. I don't care where she goes. I know. She's getting into bathroom break territory right now.
0: Yeah, the whole division's kinda taken you know, they're starting to head back towards that bath bathroom break. Uh, portion as is, uh, especially on Raw. Now, the, the SmackDown women, you know, they're getting prime um, real estate. They're getting their own money in the bank match. They're having really long promos. They're being a focus on SmackDown, which is good, but that SmackDown roster is far superior in terms of in-ring ability than is the roster on Raw.
1: And you're using everyone. you even saw Nia yeah. Jax online kind of you know, uh, throwing a little shade, yeah. being like, "Hey, isn't this great? Look at that over on SmackDown. They're using all the women."
0: Yeah, fucking I'm Lana's getting a title shot.
1: Lana's Lana. getting a title shot. Like they're finding ways to use right. everyone and use them all intelligently to an extent they've. They, they reinvigorated Natty's career, who's kind of fallen off. They had Carmella, who came up and slipped and stumbled immediately, but seemed like he, she's got her footing up from underneath of her. Right. You know, Thanks Becky Lynch is still fine in the ring. I don't feel yeah. like she's quite discovered herself like a Charlotte has. Uh, and, Nobody's and, and, more
0: confident than Charlotte. Nobody, and rightfully so.
1: And you're doing what you should do with Tamina, which is just make her the silent arm crossed muscle in the background. Yeah. Just let her be the big gun. Let her be the Batista of the group, the Roman Reigns yeah. of the group. Then when you need to call in is she a shit kicker, have her kick someone in the head, and that's it. That's a wise use for her. <clears throat> but then over on Raw, you've got uh, Mickey James, who w- w- way to go. You're back. Now you're just you're on the undercard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You've
1: got. Um, Bailey who's obviously not doing much in the way of anything. Bliss. Yeah, Emma's injured. Emma's injured. Even Fox Marie's and Banks gone. are are
0: palling around on um 205 live. Yeah, 205 the, live. There's an the un- interesting
1: program that they have. You right. put two great performers on.
0: Well, that's the idea. They're trying to trying to boost 205 live by throwing some of the Women Revolution on there uh, and I don't know if it's happening or not. The match, the mixed tag match. Yeah, it was it was fine. I guess at Extreme Rules, Rich Swan got a nice big uh, hometown pop and bucked the trend and actually won it in his hometown, which is something that Vince does not let you do often. So so that was fun. Um, but, man, I just really don't know where any of those people go. Like,
1: I think he lets stars lose in their hometown, and he ain't a star. They're, they're, he's so yeah. far yeah. down the list of, of nationally recognized talent. There's still so many people that when they even – come out on 205 or you get somebody that shows up in this 205 division on Raw, I'm like, I don't fucking know who this person is. Right. So that was a nice little throw this guy a bone. They actually kind of need him to get over to be a superstar. So have him win in his hometown to maybe get a little stock into him versus having the star lose in their hometown to put some heat on that heel. So I agree with that. But Sasha's got to be thinking to herself, how the fuck did I get here, man? How did I end up they booked Here her as a baby now. face. And if you listen to uh, the, the Pritchard shit, he, and I've heard this on other podcasts before, I've heard Jim Ross say this, I've heard Jericho and Stone Cold say this, that they, they, like, to, they like to build people up and then purposefully break them down right, to, to see, see how, how, they, how they react. Yes, to, yeah.
0: to see how they do. But for me... <clears throat> that's counterintuitive to business.
1: Yeah, I feel like that doesn't really help anything. And I don't know... How to book a wrestling show. But this is outside looking in. I, I feel like it would be if you you know wanted a sports team to do well and then like, okay, but next week we're taking your cleats and pads away. Right. See how you do. Like we're gonna get beat the fuck up and lose. Yeah. Let's see how you recover. Like, I don't think you should do that. I think you need to give me as many tools as possible because the more you put me over and the more hot I am. Like attitude era stars. The top yeah. of the list. To the mid card, even to the undercard, with the job squad and the hardcore title, they were all moving the needle. Some of the shit yeah. was not great, but a lot of the in ring work was was really, really, really good. That there, everything was relevant, and it didn't seem like a lot of people were broken down and pulled down. Stone Cold never got so hot that they're like, "All right, let's splash some cold water on this right. guy," or you know, or "The Rock's on the way up." All right, he's gotten he's gotten big. Let's chill him out a little bit and see how he recovers. And this yeah. seems very counterintuitive if that train of thinking and practice is true, which hearing all these industry insiders seems to be a thing. Is that the case here with a Bailey and with a Sasha Banks, two of the biggest stars NXT put out? And now there are distant, distant afterthoughts.
0: Yeah, it's and, it's really a shame and disappointing to see. And um I don't know. I'm curious to see where they go from here because certainly they're both talented and they have the potential to do great things, but they just need to need to correct the course creatively on them. Um, But as you were talking that last little bit right there about, you know, kind of not getting anything and then seeing how you recover, I think Neville is actually a pretty good example of that because he came up, you know, he had a great run in NXT, came up and kind of just fizzled out. I mean, sure, the red arrow was over, but he wasn't getting many marquee matches um, or anything like that. He gets injured. They start 205 live and then they're like, all right, we got something for you. You're going to be a heel and you're going to fucking kick ass and that is exactly what he's done he's been just uh the only reason to watch anything 205 related
1: and i'm thinking somebody else the the ultimate example of the let's take you to the top and then let's knock you to the bottom has been the MIVs. i can't think of anybody that went from repeatedly repeatedly where you were at the top of the card you were the king shit from fuck mountain and then they knock you all the way down to the pre-show yeah. And here you are all the way damn near back on top, one of the greatest performers in the WWE.
0: Seven IC title reigns <laughs> now. Yeah. Second to, only to Chris Jericho, and that's a feat.
1: It is a feat, and I'm interested in it, and I'm interested in him. And yeah. I, I wonder, after this defeat over Dean Ambrose, or this victory over Dean Ambrose, who was defeated, who does he, who does he fight next? Who is the? Because I hope it's not Dean Ambrose. I, I, don't need, I don't need him and Dean Ambrose.
0: Yeah, it seems like they're going to do Drifter and Ambrose. Yeah, um, that seems next. to be what's going to go on. Which his stupid song at Extreme Rules, I thought was pretty funny. I, loved I was it. never really a Drifter fan, but he's starting to win me over.
1: He was worthless on NXT to me. I yeah, thought it was he a was dumb gimmick. I was like that. A Drifter is filthy and rapes people at truck stops. Right. This guy is <laughs> handsome and he's got very nice Jericho scarves. And uh, okay, he can't sing or play guitar for shit. But now, if he does that gimmick where he sings what happened to himself last week. Or yeah. sings about the city poorly and then gets cut off. I, I love it, and I think he's going to become much more competent in the ring. Yeah. Uh, but where, where does where, who does Miz who does Miz take on? Who's going to be the guy? Is, is Rusev coming
0: back? Rusev SmackDown. Rusev... So if he do, if he does come back, it would be the SmackDown. Is he SmackDown? Shit. Yeah. Okay. My my money for next Miz uh, would be Cruz and uh, the Titus brand. I think that would be a good. Um, a good showcase for those two because they, you know, that that's been that's been going on for a while. and They're trying to make that work, and I think putting uh, Cruz in a feud with Miz because um, Miz can verbally carry oh. it, and Titus, you know, the whole reason. Any, anybody gets teamed up is so that they can break up. So, you know, Titus starts uh, costing Cruz more matches, and if it's a title match, then that'll, you know, lead to the blow-off between those two. But I think from what they have working right now, I think that's the next logical choice.
1: Hold on one second. I have a question from the children. Gavin. Yes, you can. Enjoy yourself. Make sure you get shoes on. Gotcha. And shut that door behind you. Thank you. And this has been an interruption by someone else's children. (laughs) Now, do you think that Cruz and Titus, who will be the faces in that feud? Who will be, will will Apollo Cruz be the reluctant? I think Cruz is
0: still kind of the face, but Titus is kind of working him the other way. Uh, But the Miz will obviously carry the heel heat. But then, you know, you kind of got two stories going on. You got Cruz going for the title and you got Cruz, you know, trying to... uh, Get this Titus brand thing going, so I think that could be uh, an interesting storyline going forward. I mean, aside from that, who else in in the middle of the card? um, You know, unless you do like Balor Miz, um, Wyatt Miz. Do you do?
1: I've heard rumors now. They're already talking about splitting the Hardys up. People, I've I've heard people. uh, I'm trying to do a podcast, dude. Knock it off. I'm hearing people discuss that the Hardys they've already discussed. Yeah, having Jeff go on a little bit of a singles run while Matt's away with, you know, Wolfgang, Wolfgang. von Redbox or whatever his yeah. name is.
0: Right? <laughs> Woodbang crack, wood, Wolfgang Cracker Barrel. Hardy. Yes, wood, wood wood Wolf Split Beef or whatever he is. Yeah, okay. wood wood, wood, wood wool, Woolworth Sour Beef and Dumpling Hardy. Yes, foot foot
1: foot shaving fist helmet. Those yeah. children. Uh, yeah, they're going to be...
0: word Biscuit Hardy.
1: You cough one more time. All right, no more treats. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with a baby.
0: Um, so cage match. It's a cage match. You talked about Hardys. What yes. Do you think, what did you think of the cage match?
1: I thought it was it was okay, but again, I saw a problem with cage matches these days when people can't like, you know, uh, bounce their head off of cages and see blood. Yeah. Or, I mean, obviously, you've got to whisper in the wind, but this is one of those things. Again, let's get back to the extreme rules that aren't extreme. At whole yeah. lot of rules, you got to escape the cage, run out of the cage, just yeah. get going, haul ass, or you beat up, you beat. Now, now let me correct correct myself here. Did it have to be one person or both people escaping?
0: Both have to escape at the same, or both have to be out of the cage at the same time. So when Jeff got out, but then he went back in, that nullified him getting out. From what I gather from the rules, dumb
1: goddamn rule. Just just a cage used to be back in the day. A cage early WCW pre. Superstars WWF. It used to be because some chicken shit heel kept running or right. avoiding the face, it and contain. it was like, yes, you don't go, you don't want to go anywhere. The, the, you literally have taken the original concept of the cage, yeah. which is to keep you people in, to where you now want the victor to get outside of the cage. It's dumb. Just it have is, them it's fight very in stupid. the cage. To yeah. contain one another. This is so much fury. By God, we're caging these two to keep them from hurting the crowd because good God, the last time right. they fought, chairs were getting thrown and table shards were flying through the air, and 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 oh, that one dastardly son of a bitch he'll end up running in the back if you give him the chance. Uh uh-uh, uh. This guy's getting locked in here with me. I'm not locked in here with you. All of you are locked in here with me. Right. And now they're running.
0: The now gimmick running. is to run.
1: Yeah. Like
0: Well now Hell in the Cell has kind of become that. Um, And the cage match has just become this bastardized McMahon version of of a cage match. And you can still do the crazy spots off the top of the cage um, in a match that you're trying to contain. But yeah, the whole escaping because they didn't make it clear and the announcers seemed like they didn't know what the hell was going on. We didn't know what the hell was going on. I thought the action and some of the spots were fun, and you know I, I'm a big fan of Sheamus and Cesaro together, so I, I'm not angry that they won the titles. Um, and it makes sense with with uh, with Wolfgang uh, Amadeus, uh, you know, Jinko Hardy mm-hmm. being born, that uh, that they're taking some time off and, and drop the titles, but. Yeah the 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 whole it just stunk of of lack of preparation.
1: Now, the match itself I thought there was plenty of fun spots in it. Yeah. I do like Sheamus and Cesaro, those two that again we were scratching our heads like you have these guys doing a best right. of 7 and now you're partners and tentative but we actually get along it and we're Those it guys works. work now. It was a very uh, it was a very Cesaro Tyson kid pairing. Cesaro's yeah. legacy is just going to be Cesaro and blank. Yeah, let's just Call it a day on him ever having a title run or a WWE. Wasn't he like a
0: US title at some point?
1: Maybe. I can't recall.
0: Probably. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, if I actually I've got him right here, I can do a little of lazy, and see like what's happening with pre
0: yodel before they made him yodel. kind of guy's him yodeling. done some shit.
1: Jesus Christ, I miss it when he used to walk out with what's her with name with Oksana. God, I miss her. Oh,
0: Oksana, I miss Oksana.
1: Oksana, was she was terrible. Tech. US tag, awful. <laughs> she was great to look at, but she was but she in was a the terrible ring. Terrible
0: wrestler. <laughs> Has Cesaro's nipples gotten smaller? Uh, you know what? I haven't spent a long, a long enough time examining them. I apologize for my lack of preparation on that. Sorry United States
1: Championship there. one time, three time yeah, tag so. team championship, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle yeah. Royal Trophy winner, and a one time Slammy Award winner for the best John Cena U.S. Open Challenge.
0: That was a great match.
1: That's they as much as he'll ever do.
0: Slammy Award for that. They got a Slammy
1: Award for giving oh, John Cena man. one hell of a fight. Wow. So I did like the match. the The rules were what were confusing, yeah. and the, the the finish and the logic of it all was confusing. They gave him fifteen minutes, plenty of time. It looked yeah. to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I like that they're they're that they're they're gelling. Jeff can still kind of go and do his stuff. Matt still looks like he's dealing with scoliosis. Uh, but I, I enjoy- which that check
0: by the way in school does happen. I that's how I that's how I found out I needed back surgery. It was the check in school.
1: Chris is referring to a discussion <laughs> Sorry, we had on had there where people were checked for scoliosis in school, which I don't remember. And we think that one of our guest members of the show in the morning might have just been felt up by a
0: gym teacher. He's like, yeah, hey, right.
1: let, me- let me check your back and ass. Yeah, this is called a tightness check.
0: All right, Look, I do, never uh, want to agree with that guy, but he was right in that one. I'm gonna place, I'm gonna
1: place one finger inside here, and if I pull it out, and it's purple. <laughs> you got a real tight ass. Now if I pull it out, and uh, and it's, uh, it's not purple. I gotta put it back in. You no, know, like uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat the process until this fucking thing's purple. So you got that? You got that? All right. Yeah, now, go, that. now go see the nurse Katie Vick. She'll take care.
0: Of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that happened. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt's not moving around with great dexterity anymore. But he took some uh, he took some big bumps in that match too. So oh, credit yeah. to him on that.
1: What do you think about Neville Austin Aries? That was expected to be uh, uh, one of the the matches of the night in regards to the one on ones.
0: I thought it was one of the matches of the night. Um, regardless of, of of anything, again, the rules kind of muddied it because the the ref started like counting for a count out when they rolled outside and threatened to disqualify them for, you know, using the ropes or whatever. It's a, it's, it's a submission match. That's the gimmick of the match. You can only win or lose by submission. Yeah. Um, but, but aside again from the, the stupid rules involved, I really enjoyed the match. And I feel like this is another one of those matches specifically that doesn't really translate well live. And because hold it's not on. super exciting. One second. It's sure. time to talk to the children. Yeah, you got it.
1: Yes, but you're going to have to stay in your rooms, okay? Now run around in the living room and shut that door behind you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> and this has been another interruption by the children that aren't mine.
0: That one's yours. I guess. <laughs> Did you ever take that paternity test? Oh yeah, yeah it's definitely my, my, my fucking seed. Oh, hey. um, so anyway, yeah, the the cruiserweight match I really enjoyed watching on TV. Uh, I'm not sure everybody enjoyed it as much live, but I thought it was really damn good. Those two are really well matched. Uh, you know, Neville looked great. Aries gave it everything he had. Um, so, but the only problem with it is now they there are no credible threats to Neville's title at this point.
1: No, get Neville at a 205. Just have him. Just have him be a part of something. Put him in some sort of cool stable. Put him with Triple H, Stephanie, Samoa, something. The guy's being wasted. He is one shining jewel in yeah. a real field of shit with that 205. How about this? Cancel 205, fire a ton of those people, and hire my son. Because he has got some shit to say. I'm not sure if <laughs> yeah. you can hear, but this guy, he's cutting a mean promo. Here he is.
0: Yeah, he is. No, I can hear hey. him.
1: Hey what'd, you think, uh, hey, what'd you think of that uh, that fatal five-way, bud? <laughs> Silence. Dead goddamn silence. You froze in front of the camera. No, just keep messing with the knob. Please mess with the knob.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's only the... I used to have a sports car, and I used to
1: have a luxury apartment, and I lived one minute from work, but...
0: Oh, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> roughly translated, that was tough shit yeah, tough You should have pulled out Yeah, I should have
1: uh, should have listened to Christoph back in the day When someone said that they had a resting nope, nope, oh,
0: th- No, we're not bringing that back up Don't you put that evil on me <sighs> no, again No, no.
1: you didn't put any evil on me, Chris You're what some people would call a soothsayer Some people would say you're <laughs> Fucking Chris Adamas over here That right? was a long time ago That was a long oh, time ago And again. at that time, I should have said to you God damn it, Chris You were right
0: He's shaking his head no. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Okay, what did you think of the Cruiserweight match?
1: It was great. I thought it was very good, obviously. yeah. When I started counting, I was like, wait a minute, I thought it was a submission match, so I guess you can get... You can get submitted, but you could also get disqualified. So yeah, here that's we are, back no at sense. here we are back at all the rules, 2017. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought it was a great match, but I thought that again, it, they, they 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 bit themselves in the ass, shot themselves in the foot with naming this pay per view extreme rules, and this was Agreed. the third time that night that I was like, okay, <laughs> I thought that there was. There's very specific rules, or if it's extreme, there are no rules. Uh, Paul right. Heyman, you got the hat, yeah. you got the cell phone, you got the duster, and everyone's going to bleed, and everyone's getting hit with a kendo stick.
0: Yeah. What, what did you think of the, uh, the main event?
1: Loved it. Now, that was the match that, not, I'm not going to say save the night, because there's plenty of good moments. Miz and Dean, tag team match. Neville yeah. Aries, Alexa Bliss, Bailey was a waste. Swan Banks, Foxstar was, 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 was a snoozer. Callisto Fox Cruz Star. a snoozer. Um but that five way, that was great. I thought that was the it best was. use of all five of these guys where they all got their stuff in. everyone left looking yeah, uh, like uh, like real shit kickers like and you got yeah. yourself a dream match that we've talked about for a while. Joe and Brock is gonna yeah. be incredible
0: like when you we talked last week on the last episode and you told me the betting odds were favoring Samoa Joe and I was leery, but I was also excited and man it came through and Great Balls of Fire. I'm excited for Great Balls of Fire. How about that now? Joe versus Brock. Even if it's just a one-off this time um, and Joe, you know, loses, which he probably should, it's Brock Lesnar, and he's the champ, and he's been the guy you've been putting over as this monster, Goldberg feud aside, for the past couple years now. So it, it would make sense, but the match is going to be great. Um, I thought that the Joe Heyman business on Raw was spectacular.
1: That was Joe- one of the greatest segments Holy shit! And the past few years, God bless their production crew for leaning in because this is—you know what that was? You know what he borrowed a page from of of whose book? Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, Jake the Snake never needed to yell. Jake the Snake never needed to roar or scream or this Sunday. Yo, he did. You did. You did whatever Mojo Raleigh doesn't. Which is where all you had to do (laughs) is lean in, and and how beautiful and terrifying was that when you hear someone very um, Michael Madsen, Reservoir Dogs, kind of dance around in front of you a little bit, and and describe the horrible shit that's about to happen. It's way more horrifying than I'm gonna beat your ass and choke you out. He's leaning in like, hey, in a couple of minutes, in a couple of minutes, um, what's going to happen is I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you around. And then I'm going to put my arms around your neck, and, and I'm going to squeeze the life out of you. So don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to hurt, and you're going to black out, and your, your client isn't here to stop you. And I am, I'm leaning in like Joe is the scariest person yeah. in the WWE right now, and it is, it, is my, it is a number one must-see match. They have sold the bullshit labeling of a pay-per-view. Great <laughs> yeah. balls of fire to me. On one match, and that's a testament to how good Joe is, and what a feature yep. that Brock is. Yep. Who knows whatever is also announced for Great Balls of Fire? If you scroll down right now, that's the only expected match right. as
0: it stands. We're like four weeks <clears throat> away, so there's there's definitely time to to build to that. Yeah, I uh, man, and Joe is just that just that quiet kind of psychopath thing, and. I'm not, usually not a fan of Heyman getting beat up. But this wasn't like a physical beatdown with a chair or a kendo stick or something. This was, you know, it was a, it was a brutal submission, but it, it made a lot more sense. And I think it made more of a um, a statement to Brock than, you know, him doing a Samoan drop or something to him. I don't know. But, good. Only thing I was going to say,
1: the only thing I would have done different... I thought it would have been wonderful if he'd have continued the slow, silent murderer gimmick and be like... Throughout? And he just went, I'm going to turn your, turn around. Turn around. I'm going to place one arm under your chin. Yeah. Okay? And then I'm going to place one hand behind your head. I'm going to grip the inside of my left elbow with my right hand, and then I'm going to apply pressure. Okay? So turn around. There you go. Turn around. All right. And here we go. And he just slowly... Puts the t- and meanwhile, Paul is just quivering like, I am being told by someone yeah. what they're doing to me as they do it, and I know it's about to suck, and he's spending so much time. If it, I, just, I loved how slow and methodical it was. I yeah. wanted him to keep going, and then last minute, cinch it in and drop over, and then you yeah. could start the flailing and screaming, and oh my god, I'm in the, the coquina clutch, and here we yeah. are.
0: Outstanding stuff. And going back to the match on Sunday, there were a ton of great spots. You had the uh, you had the unlikely brief um, team up of uh, Joe and Wyatt, yep. which I enjoyed. And you know the, the inevitable turn because Wyatt was being an opportunist and tossed uh, Joe in front of a, uh, a suicide dive, which was great. You had that um, spear through the barricade. It was I think it was it was Joe with uh, Balor, and both got speared by Reigns, I believe. Was the setup yes, there? Yes, and then And that allowed um, Wyatt to get set up on the table for Rollins' uh, frog splash onto the table, which he's either really good at selling or he hurt his uh, shin and knee again because I thought for a second there he, like, landed badly. Yeah. Rollins did on on his right leg. Yeah. Um, so kudos to him for selling. If that was the case, and I really hope he's not injured again. But that that spot was great. You know, the finish, the last couple minutes were just you know, which which you normally get in a multi-person match like that. It was you know, finisher after finisher after finisher. Um, people kicking out. You had a coup de gras, and then because basically, Balor had Reigns. Yeah, Balor D-O-A. had it in the
1: bag, man. Balor had it, and then Joe. What Joe does is a good and then heel. Joe, yeah, is opportunistic. Slide in when someone else does the work. Boom, gotcha. And when you're 99% yeah. of the way there, I'll take that last 1% and make it 100 and win with that clutch.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, it was, that was good business right there. That was a really good match. Um, it definitely has a high rewatch value on that one. So, you know, that definitely raised the pay per view up, uh, a couple notches overall on the, uh, and
1: they gave him a half hour too. They gave him a nice long we have to time. This five
0: guys. Yeah. You know, five guys. Hey. Um, so yeah, that was that was solid. You know, overall, it was it was it was pretty good. I think people were bitching just for bitching's sake because well, I no, they had some, some genu- they
1: had some genuine gripes. I mean, the the, the the absolute horrible misuse of a Bailey. I get that. the The confusion about all the rules. Uh, some of the odd pairings to where banks should absolutely be doing something else. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, there were gripes to be found, but I found more good in this pay per view. Uh, than I found bad, but um, yeah, and I mean those people that'll that'll bitch, they're gonna bitch. I mean how their yeah. whole, how that whole campaign to get JBL fired work out for you? You no. everybody's uh, zany memes, gifs, and hashtags That sure had a fucking effect because I'm pretty sure we're gonna see him coming up this week. Didn't even yeah. move the goddamn needle.
0: Well, speaking of SmackDown, my two favorite things that happened this past week, or three favorite things that happened, was that five way match, the Joe Hayman segment. And the latest episode of The Fashion Files from SmackDown, which obviously you knew I had to talk about. Did you watch it? I did not. Oh, my gosh. So uh, the Fashion Police are in their office backstage. You know, they always had the the little uh, clipboard with stupid things. They they had a picture of Humphrey Humphrey Bogart. And then uh, it said, here's looking at you, kid dot, 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 man, and then a picture of Billy Kidman, and his, like, Christ. jean shorts and, and wife beater get up. They had uh, a photo of Enzo that said, out of our jurisdiction, because he's on Raw, and they're on SmackDown, which was a beautiful little thing there. So they're they are doing this thing now where their internal monologues talk to each other, <laughs> so they can kind of telepathically communicate with Jesus each other. Jesus Christ, that's good. It, in black and white, because they're doing it noir-style now, which is fucking hilarious. So then... After you know there that happens, and they do a funny bit about cologne, they cut to the outside in full color. The new day, and their bright Jude blue or uh, green jumpsuit start walking down. They enter the office of the uh, fashion police, and then they 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 start looking at their hands like, "Why are we in black and white?" <laughs> that's hysterical. that's really good writing. That's really and, funny. And Big E sold it perfectly. Like, he looked at Kofi and Xavier said black and then looked at Brizango and said white? <laughs> it's fucking i I'd love to know who's
1: writing those. I'd love to know if there's a particular I, writer, yeah. if it's anybody that's involved, like any of the actual players themselves are helping script that sort of stuff. Because yeah. I have watched a few of them up until this last one, which oh, I haven't. Man. And, I mean, the, the comedy sounds good and the small notes are sounding good and it sounds yeah. like all the players involved are very... Interested in the material, they're not having to sell the material. They right. like it, and when you really yeah. like something, you'll you'll deliver it far more succinctly.
0: They do, they do. And at one point, uh, Big E, uh, the New Day offers Brizango the the male romp him romper things, okay. and Fandango looks at it, and says, "What fabric is this?" And then he throws it on the ground. Xavier picks it up, gives it back to him, and he throws it on the ground a second time. I was losing my shit. That was that was hilarious. That's the highlight of SmackDown right now. Um, uh, elsewhere on SmackDown you had a long promo for the women for the money in the bank and then Naomi came out saying that she wanted something to do and here comes Lana so now Lana's getting a title shot because there are no other women available and you have to have your women's champ on the pay-per-view somewhere so really curious to see how that's going to pan out that's going to be someone
1: really carrying her holy shit Yeah, uh, I've seen and- some, some cell phone stills of, of Lana out there and the NXT house yeah. shows and stuff Kind of honing her craft uh, I, I think you're going to get a lot of uh, Black Lotus style matches with her Where Black okay. Lotus, Lucha yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. cannot wrestle for fuck But she can choreograph a fight scene You're going to see a choreographed right. fighting exchange Don't expect any wrestling Expect yeah. A, then B, then C, then D E F G happens pin.
0: Yeah, And if anything gets so, I mean,
1: fucked up, it's over. Yeah,
0: I know. That's not going to be a highlight of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is next uh, next Sunday, Father's Day. You looking forward to Father's Day? No,
1: I'm going to be <coughs> going to a cabin that I'm driving six hours for that I I just found out. I had somewhere in the, the South North Carolina last year. Do you know what I asked for? I think I told you this. You know what my gift was last year? Do you remember?
0: I don't remember. I'm I sorry. wanted to
1: be left alone for one day. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> dead serious dead goddamn serious go back you are find out 2016 right. right around June midway through uh, what was Justin's 2016 Father's Day gift I want to be left the fuck alone guess that came back snake bit me because this uh-huh. year on uh, my entire weekend had to cancel a gig don't worry it was just money and I'm uh, going to be driving to and from uh, a cab in six hours SUV full of kids hanging out with relatives never met and uh, it's going to be fun because there's a lake oh Great. Unless Jason fucking Voorhees jumps out of that goddamn lake and plants a machete in my head for having premarital sex when I should be watching the camp kids over at Camp Crystal Lake, then it ain't going to be a good time. Unless I find someone severed mother's withered fucking hide looking head in a hidden forest shack somewhere while a guy with a goddamn burlap bag over his head and one eye hole plants a pickaxe in my chest. That game of Scattergories that we're going to play Saturday night over wine coolers ain't going to be a good fucking time.
0: Okay. First of all, I love Scattergories, and I will wreck you in Scattergories. Second of all, that does sound awful. It though. sounds horrible, okay? <laughs> horrible. Uh, did, you, did you watch Lucha?
1: Uh, no. No, I have not. But I did oh, read. Man. I did read what happened... It was a
0: really good episode. Uh, I heard it
1: was good. I heard that they, they, obviously, they cinched up Mundo, and they cinched up the Mac, and you uh, yeah. you, you, got, uh, you got a couple more angles in there. We've got new trios champions.
0: Yeah, the the reptile um, tribe, led by uh, Cobra Moon, Drago, defected um, on the Super Friends, Aerostar, and um, Phoenix, so now he's full on, but he's still kind of captive, because she put uh, the <clears throat> the chain thing uh, around his neck after the match. So, which is interesting. You had Vibra and, and Pindar in there as well. Aerostar did most of the work for the, uh, the super friends there. Didn't see a lot of Phoenix, but I'm, 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 interested to see where that develops. And you know, that, that, that was still, it, it was a more storyline heavy than it was action. Aerostar did some crazy shit as normal, but, um, yeah, that was that was more um, um, substance than flash. What are they gonna
1: do so, with Aerostar? I mean, I thought at the beginning of season three, or maybe it was late season two. You know better than I would. They were showing him rocketing through the fucking cosmos, chasing after cosmos. Klingons yeah, and shit, through ship. time and space. Yeah, yeah, through time. And now he's just like, eh, I'm I'm an extra on the set of the Power Rangers, and we kind of forgot that I was in, uh, a celestial body. He's Lucha's Galactus.
0: I think I think they're they're building to something towards the end of this season. They've been talking. Briefly, uh, every now and then, about the seven Aztec tribes coming together for a great war or something like that. Uh, And that's been an overlying thing over a couple seasons now. So I feel like he's going to play an integral part in that. You know, you've got the 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 rabbit tribe, you've got the reptiles, you've got the, uh, you know, like the... There's a whole bunch of fucking tribes. There's a lot of shit going on there. It's hard to keep track of everything. But I feel like that's where that's headed. You also had in this episode Dario loving himself... Creating the Cueto Cup, which is a 32-person uh, tournament that will uh, end up having a title shot at the end. So it's just a you know, it's just a clever name for another tournament, but you know, I'm sure we'll see some great matches, like out a of
1: Battle it. of the Bulls and all that. And the trios yeah, just tournament. another
0: another fun fun name for any you Matanza. Know,
1: and, and we see any Matanza on this episode? No
0: Matanza, but he was mentioned in Queto's promo. He talked about – he said, well, I was going to give the title shot just to my brother, but then he said that his brother embarrassed him – by uh, when Rey Mysterio put him through the bleachers, he said two weeks ago, which was really like six months ago. Uh, so that you know, it kind of didn't work as well do? with the uh, season <clears throat> gap there. But um, but yeah, so he he got mentioned. So it kind of seems like Dario's a little uh, disappointed uh, with his bro. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. That could out. be a
1: good angle that if you know the one thing that was keeping that guy under wraps and caged up and as yeah, minimally controlled as possible, Dario with the key and him and his you know blood soaked. Shipping container uh, yeah. with no Matanza under control. That'd be, that be could be kind of fun to see who, yeah. you know, gets a, gets a hold of him. Like uh, 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 who's um, who, who's Mill Muertes' is chick, um, Katrina. Katrina. If Katrina decides to abandon Mill and maybe get with Matanza and make him her new monster yeah, you know, uh, using whatever weird mysticism or she brings him into the fold and all of a sudden you've got Mill and Matanza oh. together with her control oh, just moved. that just would moved. be fucking incredible I mean they're gonna need to move Matanza away from him if he's upset I mean what say yeah. you bud go go Doctors say he should be talking by now But that's the only sound he makes It's cool I'm Gonna start doing uh, twice a week speech therapy Through Kennedy Krieger for the next year And let me tell you what There's quite a few commas And a lot of zeros on that doctor's bill So oh. let's start saying some stuff to dad Because he's thinking about having another drink Have you read uh, the um, Have you read that story I actually want to ask you about About the average age of the modern wrestling fan
0: I did, but real quick, um, just back to Lucha. Real quick, the the main event was I. You smiled when I said back to Lucha, and I love you for that. Uh, the main event was Muertes Mill Muertes versus uh Puma in a street fight. And we were talking earlier about extreme rules and how you can't get extreme. And the street fight on 205 Live, this street fight is what a street fight should be. They they fought in uh in the crowd. There were some great spots. Um, there was uh, ample amount of violence as you would expect. And I I think. I think Mil Muertes is now my favorite wrestler on Lucha Underground. And that's, that's you know, there are a lot of people I like. I love Mundo. I love Pentagon. But we haven't seen him in fucking forever. I love, um, you know, I love Cage. But I think Mil Muertes is so badass and great and physically imposing and scary. He's everything a monster heel should be. And I just think he's fucking great. I just wanted to say that. You should watch the match. It's really good. Are you there? I lost you. You're 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 uh, you froze. There you go.
1: There you go. You're back. You know, I wanted you to see. I would love for you to go back and watch just to know how someone can really turn a career around. Go watch some some Judas Messiahs or go. It's like what what Bully Ray did to uh, what, what Bubba Ray did to Bully Ray, what what the Miz did to himself, what Jericho did in his most recent run, what Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy did. Yeah, you know, when, when you think someone's on the burn pile, when you, when you think uh-huh. someone's on the, ah, boy, this guy will never do uh, shit from fuck again, Jinder Mahal, when yeah. you take someone like a, you know, Judas Messias, AAA, El Mega Triple Campeon, de, then you can get someone like a Mil Muertes, who just is a focal point, a centerpiece, uh, a, a real valuable asset I think sometimes instead of the WWE and these other companies trying to grab up that talent, get those young bucks, get that Adam Cole, get that Kenny Omega, get that Okada, get that Tanahashi, you might have guys that you work with already that might just be great that you just haven't given a chance to, that you might be able to go ahead and repackage and fix up. Please keep throwing shit, bud. It makes it so much easier to do this podcast. (sighs) Literally just grabbing and throwing shit. And there we go. Let's get that out of your goddamn mouth. Is that a mouse pad? Yeah, uh, no, that's a picture of Ma, myself and Buck
0: right there. That oh. I was saying, hey, chew up, mastricate this. <laughs> so, yes, um, you, should, you should find that episode of Lucha. It's really I can't tell you how much fun through. this
1: is right now. I can't I tell you how, how great this is. We better beat a thousand fucking dollars on that goddamn Patreon before the end of this year. Because this is a ball right now. Clutching this. But you, you fucking angel Mwah! You are the best Really it makes stuff crazy easy Um yeah The rough house soon moving to Thursdays On the UPN network <laughs> <laughs> Oh by the way he's so, definitely shit During this podcast I am.
0: Yeah you felt some warmth on your leg there
1: Smelled it before I felt it Just oh. just, just wafts a fucking turd will
0: hey, be alright You ain't going get, a, no, get a rash in 56 no, minutes won't,
1: No it won't <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever be great again. Now they like, <laughs> Fantastic, but a good insight. Good insight.
0: Yeah, yeah. To, to what you mentioned, the article and the breakdown of um, of the average age of a wrestler go, of wrestling fans going up significantly. Um, it, Shockingly, it, it's, it's pretty interesting how high that that age is. Um, you know, and obviously. We're the we're the we're the kind of the middle ground in the wrestling fan age you know we didn't we didn't grow well I guess k- kind of we did sometimes uh, grew up watching the really old school stuff but like w- when I got into wrestling, what got me into wrestling was my grandfather and my grandfather um w- would watch it and he grew up or not grew up but used to watch like the old 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 school. Um, wrestling, you know, territory stuff on public access or whatever it was. And that kind of translated into into WWF and WWE. And that's what that's what got me into it. Um, and that's I, I feel like that's how most people get into watching wrestling is it, a family member or a really close friend um, who would share and watching that with you. Uh, but I don't know if it's still. A lot of those older people who grew up watching stuff like that who are still kicking and really hiked that uh, average age up or if it's people who – the ages we are now in our uh, mid-30s grew up we, – they were in their mid-30s in the Attitude Era and kind of stuck around. Uh, I don't know if they're the ones boosting it up or I don't know if it's the small amount of children that are watching – um, that allowed it to 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 raise that average age. I'm not sure exactly uh, what your, your thoughts.
1: I'm thinking that it's got something to do with what you said. It's a very interesting angle. I'm glad you said it. That people would take other younger people and get them into it. Yeah. And you know the the big heyday for us was the the attitude era and I think a lot of those people are still into it but it was hard to take a young kid and be like, "Hey, yeah. come watch this thing that I like." Where people are flashing breasts and banging corpses and crotch chopping and sucking it. And like the bad kids in school watched wrestling when I was getting older. So there was in their efforts to rip this uh, attitude era out and and really shake up the industry. It wasn't something you could take a young kid and kind of get them into it. So there might have been a bit of a gap between, you know, people in the 50s getting kids in the 60s into it. People in the 60s getting kids in the 70s into it. Kids in the 80s getting those in the 90s. But then you hit this long attitude era, which while it was hot as shit, hard to get a kid into it. Be like, yeah. oh, man, this this show Breaking Bad is great. Let me see if I can get my nine-year-old to come watch You're it right. with me. Right. It wasn't something you really wanted to pass off, the, the Suck It and the Debras and the Puppies and the Sables and all that. You didn't really yeah. pass that off to many people. And I think a lot of people are now watching their... Ah, fuck me. That a lot of people are watching uh, online. These are television ratings, by the way. So, yes. Uh, so yes. I think a lot of younger people are moving on to digital platforms, are moving into your Hulus, are moving into your networks sure. and stuff like that. So while the average age is tw- 54, I believe the younger contingent of the modern wrestling fan is watching a lot of their stuff digitally.
0: Yeah, and to piggyback on what you just said, I think it was Meltzer who wrote this. Uh, thanks, Marty Day, for the uh, Observer. That... Um, Uh, Nowadays, it's a lot more of people our age bringing their kids to the arena to watch it live opposed to parents being dragged to the arena by the kids. Or Um,
1: sending them to Extreme Rules without (laughs) you because you have to wake up early to go to work to pay for them because life.
0: Did you buy them seats? Did you get them seats from uh, work or what?
1: Okay, I got them for free. But I would have <laughs> still liked to have them. Well, I just gone. wanted to
0: know like if they were decent or not.
1: They're okay. They're up in the twos.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I wanted to go, but I didn't get back from the Iron Maiden show until like 4.30 a.m. on Sunday. And then we got up and did a podcast, so I was fucking beat. I didn't feel like going downtown.
1: You went to where?
0: I went to see Iron Maiden
1: that's a band that is, right
0: that is a band that's a, that was a concert that was a that was a, a fun thing that i did which which is rare but uh it was a, it was a fun thing that i got to do
1: i remember concerts
0: you hate concerts i remember being told to go to them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come see shitty band at Ramshead live and do a broadcast oh
1: i remember i remember do
0: you really ahead. miss the days of going to see Seether and fucking I never uh, saw Pop Evil never and shit saw like that? All that crap. Never saw
1: Seether, but I did. Oh, there you go, buddy. No, please. I was I was actually really hoping you'd smack my keyboard and open up, open up uh, Windows Internet Explorer. Uh,
0: just remember. Oh God, that kid. He's using Internet Explorer. He's doomed.
1: Yeah, he's totally done. <laughs> totally done. <laughs> Iron Maiden. Oh yeah. Iron Maiden. It sounded great. You know I I once knew a girl who liked <laughs> Iron Maiden. But that was a long yeah. time ago. When I was young. Was a young. Not a day passes, so, I don't think, of her and the promise that I made. Which I will always keep. That one perfect day. An Iron Maiden. You know, condoms are like $3.99 a box.
0: <laughs> Ways World 2 quotes will always pop me, my friend. Oh, Outstanding. He's shitting again. Podcast over. Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast. This is the, the Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it.
1: Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.